When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerard Farrelly. And I'm Eve Kavner. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Neve, I just want to call you out, right? Because we were just before the recording started, right? Okay. Neve saw me checking my hair. <laughs> On my phone, right? I thought he was she, taking a photograph of me. I was taking fair. a photograph of the pair of us. <laughs> but instead, I was just checking to see if my hair was was in place. Okay. And then I felt very vain. Did and you? I sat down. <laughs> and between me pressing record in the booth and coming in here, Neve has had a full face of makeup. No. <laughs> I put a bit of lippy on. I'll be honest with you, because she clamped up for the bit. Well, I did. I made an effort. I put a bit of lipstick on for two reasons. One, because we've just had a load of coffee and co- and cookies. <laughs> Annie that I put on when I left this morning is done. But also, I had a little paper cut up here and on my lip. And uh, have you ever? Uh, it just developed into this kind of so. And everybody said, "Have you cut in your face?" Because I was get hit with a book. No, <laughs> no. Do you know what that was? I was, I was licking an envelope. Yeah, you were licking. You were licking an envelope. I was. I know it's so old school. Like that is the yeah. That is who puts things in that email name. Okay, <laughs> I love a handwritten card. I'm old school. Oh my god! Yeah, that is the. I have to say. That is the thing that makes me wince when what? I'm licking an envelope. Is the thought oh, the paper of the oh, paper no, I did. I, oh I caught the edge I of my lip. I my tongue once. I, oh God, it's horrible. But the, the worst part is it's it's on the edge of my lip, so everybody thinks it developed into this thing because I couldn't leave it alone. You know when you you <laughs> <laughs> something on your lip, but you can't leave it alone. It's like having a hole in your tooth. It's like it's like a Labrador after she got her hysterectomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we we had a Labrador that she got like you know when they they give them a hysterectomy. Oh yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> We were all, we would just eat our dinner every day, and she would just sit legs spread and just lick her scar until the did whole thing was healed. You, did you not put like a? I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Eve, I've had quite a week. Oh, tell me about your week. Been quite a week, oh, right? Gosh. I was away. You were away. I was. You're I was always in, away. I was in Dubai, right? Like right. Beyonce. Oh. Um, because Beyonce was doing gigs in Dubai at the same time. Yeah, just there was a week in it. Okay. You know, they, had to, they, had to, they had to change over the suite. <laughs> <laughs> they had to do... They had to, uh, they had to rinse through the duvet. I, I imagine I imagine it was the sa- very much the same very audience. Much, it's very much the very same. Very same audience. Very much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gays and girls. <laughs> but, you see, here's the thing, right? In Dubai. In Dubai. I, yeah, but that's the thing, right? <laughs> see, I didn't want to gig in Dubai. Because don't agree with the well, you know. it's difficult. It's difficult. It's well, it's a difficult situation because of their stance on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know ignorance. Yeah, right. Basically, okay. I kind of had this thing in my head that I wouldn't ever gig there again. Yeah. Uh, and then these were put on as part of the tour, like a year ago when the tour started. And I was like, wait a second. So I have to step out for these shows because I'm gay. I don't think so. Oh, you got all bulgy so, Oh, it. yeah, I did get all bulgy and up on me high horse, Neve. Oh. Absolutely. I was like, I will do those days. Thank you very much. And <laughs> Forgetting. Yeah, well, I was thinking <laughs> that like, maybe me being gay should be their problem, not my problem. Okay. Exactly. That's, yeah, good luck so with that. So that was my, they were my thoughts. Okay. 
But I, then what happens I, is in that situation <laughs> is that then the gigs come up and you're like, I'm going to have to do this now. <laughs> because I've been... Because <laughs> I've been all up in the grill. Yeah, oh, I've been very much on the high horse. <laughs> but as with all high horses, they have to bow their head at some point. So, so I had to go and do the gigs. So I was very worried about it because the day beforehand, like they send you this email from the promoter of all the things you can't talk about. Like, don't be too gay. Like 90% basically. of my set, basically. Oh, God. But like, it was, but even it, they were saying like, oh no, it's okay to be gay in Dubai. Just don't, there just needs to be no traces of it. <laughs> Not openly. <laughs> so the first night I was kind of in a panic because people do come in to inspect the shows like. Oh, okay. Um, so I was in a bit of a panic the first night and I got, I was kind of up my head. Now I still had a very nice time, nice show, but I cut a lot of bits and I was changed mm. a lot of bits. And then I decided, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to do things, do the whole show. Do your show. As is. And consequences, let the consequences be consequences. <gasps> You're so brave. I wasn't, Neve. Actually, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I wasn't brave. So, so between, what I did was... Okay, between making that decision and going on stage, did that actually continue in? Did you actually do your show? Between making that decision and going on stage, there was a bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Who supplied the champagne? I don't know. It was just in a nice It bucket. was just there. So I was just like, okay. All right. Let's have this. Neve, when I say. <laughs> Were you on it fire? Do the gig or fall over. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did they spike your drink? No. No, I'm just a bit lightweight. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one glass of champagne. I know, and I know. I'm I've seen it. I've ready seen for it. the bed. <laughs> so, um, so, so I was we well. Relaxed, let us say. <laughs> chilled. <laughs> well chilled. Went on. A lovely time. Second night, I was like, well, if it works that night, it'll work tonight. <laughs> so did the same deal. Oh. Yeah. So, but that's it. Now. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. Glad I did it. Glad I made my stand. <laughs> you made your point. <laughs> the stand is a little bit, <laughs> it's got very diluted, I have to say. <laughs> but you were there. But I did it. Yes. Yeah. And and was there money? The, I mean, it was just normal gig. Like, yeah. there was no. Okay. Here's your money for flying across. No, no, none of that. No, no. There was no. It wasn't fancy money. It was just more like it was just just standard. money. Like it was like Vicar Street money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. <laughs> you could travel one mile down the road in your scooter, or you could spend eight hours in a plane to go four thousand miles away. <laughs> Same money. People say, "Oh, it's so glamorous when you go to these places," but the nine times out of ten, you get to see nothing. <laughs> I know, that's the weird thing. You don't because like even even though you're not nervous about the gig, no. you always have in your head that you've got to do the show tonight and you have to be in reasonable shape for yeah. it. I mean, that obviously did go out the window <laughs> when I got a bit nervous and had a bit of champagne. <laughs> but that said, it's always in the back of your head. And also yeah. there's usually a pickup at four o'clock, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So no. you're usually like, ah, no, so I'm stupid what, at what can you do before four o'clock? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to say now, it was, oh. it was kind of wasted on me because it's interesting, right? Like Dubai, it's it's, it's so, you know, it has this reputation for being so luxurious, mm. or, you know. And I, the hotel I was staying in was the tallest five-star hotel in the world, right? Okay. Now, it was grand. Like, it wasn't amazing. I mean, it was... <laughs> It was nice, like, but it, like, I mean, I wasn't paying for it. I know, but do you know what? Do you know what it is, right? Nothing surprises you in yeah. a space, and actually, all you see is I'm going to be in this for a couple of hours to sleep, and that's yeah. it. And like, <laughs> it, usually, wherever you go, whatever you're watching, you're doing it on your iPad. Once there's hot water <laughs> and a duvet, it's kind of. I know. Oh. It was kind of strange. I have to say, like, enjoyed it. 
Yes. I mean, look, if they come with the 34 million Beyonce deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that what it we'd was? Have a, she got 34 million. She was dragging her kid out to do half of it. Blue. Yes. She's grown a new Beyonce. That's what's happening. Yeah. She's cloned herself. Do you think there's a grow bag involved? In <laughs> That's that? exactly what's happening. <laughs> Beyonce is hanging back now. <laughs> She's good. I, I gave birth to you. Now you're going to earn your keep. Exactly. <laughs> she just like what? She, she should have another one. That's what she should do and take forty percent of the earnings up from each of them. No, no, that's not a thing. No, one is enough. <laughs> would you, what about your kids? Would you know? Oh no, like, I have two. I have two. <laughs> yeah, no, but would you? Like, I have an earnest like, there. I think you may. <laughs> I won't tell you which is which because <laughs> it moves every day. I think you, you made a mistake, Neve. You should have had those kids in sparkly outfits from the time they were about three years of age yeah. learning Johnny Logan songs. You could have put a Eurovision show on the road to sing in, to sing in Kavanaugh's. If you... Have you met my kids? I love them. I mean, it's very much an in-joke, but they're not like, you know. No, they have music in them. They're not Euro babies. No, no. They have music in them, but they know it exi- that it exists. Actually, it's funny you should say that because my eldest came to see us at the show. It's the first time they've come to see us at the show um, recently that they weren't under duress. In other words, brought along because they were being naughty and they had to come along <laughs> instead of staying at home. And they... They came to the gig with a couple of their mates. We were in the Empire. So you can imagine ah, the Empire's yeah. great, you know, for things. So we did a night and we wrecked the house, which was great. But, you know, but it was so weird for him. He said it was just really weird. He says, even for my friends, it was weird. And and he says, because they don't, they never see you like that. You know, they just <laughs> so see you driving usually, them to <laughs> see me like some sort of dog walker who, <laughs> who turns up in the middle of the night sometimes <laughs> to bring them home. <laughs> That's it. They've been underestimating you too long. They've seen you in your natural environment. I know. I talk Things ab- will change now. I talk about how underwhelmed they are about me. But funnily enough, uh, recently he was walking through the house and he was singing It's For You, which is like really freaked me out. Your son was? Yes. He was like just la 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 singing it away. And I was going, he says, oh, I've seen that video many times. He says, because I whip it out every time somebody says, that, I don't believe that's your mother. <laughs> I said, oh gosh, you must talk about me more. I actually thought that they were unaware. You see, yeah, that's you, the thing. They see? probably don't give you the credit for it in front no, of they you, don't. but outside, no, they're probably all about it. Well, maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that, though. I am okay with that. And uh, yeah, no, you need a little bit of adulation from your kids. Someday, someday they'll find the, the magic well, box in the yeah. <laughs> No, I, I hate to break your heart. It might be your deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> It'll the be last after. words that you might hear on this mortal coil was, do you know what? You were a great singer. <laughs> she was all right. You were one of the best. No, no. <laughs> I think what's coming is, you know, like painters, they're never famous in their own lifetime. Yeah, that's exactly You know, it. I'll have to die for that. And I'm already past that she died young stage. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I can't claim that, you know, the lost potential of what she could have done. So, you know, now I have to be like really old when I die and still, you know. What they'll do is they'll like, just before you pop your clogs, they'll they'll order, <laughs> they'll order a box of uh, In Your Eyes CD singles and they'll have you sign all of them. <laughs> In my shaky old lady yeah. hand. Yeah, the month's mind. They'll open an eBay store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what actually happened? Oh, what happened? And this like plays into our theme today, right? I was okay. in a car accident on the way back to the airport. And you didn't tell me. No, saves the drama for the more importantly, why why was it not in the paper? <laughs> what happened? I got an Uber from the hotel to the airport, right? right? And they collected me in this it was like a Jeep. 
Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. they, they have all those big fancy cars. Okay. So I, I got into it thinking this is a bit excessive now. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're in Dubai. I know, but Come I just... Come on, everything's bit, excessive anyway, there. So heading back and then we were just at the turn off of the motorway for the airport. Okay. And then this taxi just pulled out in front of us and hit us. <gasps> hit you? Yeah. Like actually hit Like you. hit the car, yeah. <gasps> and then that knocked the car into like the side. It was like a, a tunnel. Like it was, it was like Princess Diana. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> was it the paparazzi? <laughs> the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> was it the paparazzi in the taxi? <laughs> so, is like Boots going like, to be writing a book? Is Boots going to be writing a book in 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be called air. <laughs> he wouldn't let me poo in where I wanted. She'd be living in the apartment, <laughs> fully funded. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, the, so the the our car then hit the side of the tunnel. Wow. And then we paused for a second, like like it all just stopped. Yeah. And I took my seatbelt off. To lean in to see because the dri- I don't think the driver was wearing a seatbelt. Oh my god! So he was kind of thrown about a bit, and I was like, "Are you okay?" And I leaned forward, and he was like, "Brace." And so I was like, huh? And then so I I just clicked my seatbelt back in, Thank and then this god. car smacked into the back of us. <gasps> I know it was high drama, Eve. Groot, I'm so <laughs> in shock. I am in shock. Like. I know, I know by your face now. <laughs> I know by your face that what you're doing now is thinking and you had nobody on standby for this record <laughs> I, who would I have wrong <laughs> you did have Brendan Courtney in here so fast <laughs> I'm making a list you've got a, you've got a list of, <laughs> I'm making a list already that's it you know on my to-do list now is yeah. make sure I have stuff in the event in the event <laughs> you say that you say that like you wouldn't have you don't already have your laminated list we'll be like those couples who have laminated yeah. lists this is who you can do this podcast oh, with if I die all, oh yeah absolutely you, you already have your list made I know who I have I, I know, know you I'd already have. have people you have no, people no I don't yeah you do who would you get in who would you get be very careful how you answer this. Uh, Julie J, maybe. Who? Julie J. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Neve, the shade was unnecessary. God, I can't believe it. I don't know. I've never met Julie J. I mean, Namie, maybe. Na- oh, I, know. Yeah, Namie. I know Namie. She's prettier than me. I know that. <laughs> I love Namie. Neve, I don't know how to, you've made this weird. I know. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Feels weird now. Feels like you're cheating on me already. <laughs> but Neve, you would be dead. Like, that's like... Do you know what I mean? I would like to think that you would be so <laughs> grieving that you wouldn't go on with it. You couldn't possibly we replace me. We have subscribers me. that pay five euro a month, Neve, and I'm, I'm sure, not leaving them in the lurch I'm just sure, because you're dead. I'm sure all three of them would be fine. It's <laughs> <sighs> very difficult. So that was my near death experience. Oh my god, that's Neve. amazing! You know, I've had a couple of near death experiences, but not as exciting as that. I mean, it, it did feel a bit like. That is pretty full on. I mean, I took an overdose of travel sickness pills. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had 23 of them, actually. <laughs> yeah. Was this like a, one was, of those, what, was it one of those fake suicide attempts no. to do when you were about 16? <laughs> no, I was, I was like about three. <laughs> I, I used to do that, was, like if I wasn't allowed to watch Golden Girls, <laughs> I'd sit down and I'd take four kitty aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> At 16. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Very was, dark, very it, dark. It was days. one of those, one of those, somebody left the boxer unattended with a three-year-old in the room. Oh, and you took 23 of them? Uh-huh. And the first indicator that my mother had was when I started roaring about the snakes in the room. <laughs> Oh, so you were hallucinating? Yeah, I was hallucinating. And I had my stomach pumped. And, 
At three and a half. I know. Oh my I god! I lived a wilder life when I was three than I do now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so pretty she, fun. You, you were basically roaring about the snakes in the room, yeah. and then you're... she was going, "What the hell is my child is possessed?" And then and she then realized she... she must have found the box. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never been travel sick since. To be fair. <laughs> At least you know it works. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that is famous in my family, how accident prone I was as a child. I have had many near death experiences. I, I, I would hazard a guess that they get very few overdoses of travel sickness. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Because if the travel sickness tablet isn't work, you're throwing it up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's very true. And then age five, I got knocked down by an electric bread van, but I'm nearly sure I told you that before. You know, the ones you have to wait. <laughs> you have to wait until you get knocked down. <laughs> None of these are glamorous. Do you ever like, say they're near death though? Over, <laughs> I was once run over by a bicycle. Is, is that near death? No, I, I did, feel like I did have a car accident where my car actually slid on ice and I ended up on a wall back to front. Is that, is that any good? Now you're talking. Okay, that's better. That happened. And Were you driving the car yourself, or was yeah, there was. one in the car? I was. No, there was. A, there was. I didn't have anyone else to care about except that I need to be going somewhere. <laughs> And this lovely, lovely family up the hill came down to check me out. Apparently, it's a regular occurrence there. <laughs> but that was the weird thing. I wasn't in shock at all after it. Because it was just like, oh, we're grand. Like, yeah. I checked out, everyone was grand. And then, like, two minutes later, literally, I was yeah. walking into the airport. And it was only when I met the family that were in the taxi behind that was a bit mangled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were all very upset that I kind of... Suddenly realised you had something got, to be upset about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well, to be fair, it depends... There are different personalities. What happens is you kind of get into coping mode while you're doing it. And then yeah. it's only when you have a minute and go, holy God. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you know what happened? What and happened? this was the freakiest bit of it. This is what made me think, Garoud, this is the start of a Final Destination movie. This is <laughs> very upsetting. I watched an episode of Rizzolian Isles on the plane. Oh, right? I love it. Love Rizzolian Isles. Oh my right? gosh. And Who I knew? I was delighted. Yeah. Watched it. And there was an actress in it that was in 24. Right? Okay, yeah. Who, uh, what was her name? Annie Schwering. That okay. was her name. She played Renee Walker in season like six of 24. She was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I watched the episode of Rosalie Niles and I thought to myself, she is amazing. Like, I, why haven't I seen her in more stuff? I wonder what else she's in because she's like, got, she's like one of those actresses like, um, oh, what's your woman from the Americans? The older lady. It's kind of like if she's in it, it's good. Oh yeah, no, I know. I know. Like, and, you know get... and every time you see her, you say, "Oh, I like when she's in." Yeah, this. it's like, but it's like it... she's not necessarily the main person. In yeah, and I always think that yeah. if you Margot Martindale, that's one. Oh yeah, of. okay. So, and I always think like if she's in it, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. So I thought, oh well, I'll see what else she's in. So I'll watch that. Then I did this Google when I went home. Nave. What is she in? She had died that day. What day? The day that I'd watched the thing. <gasps> I went home, Googled was she her. In the she behind had you? died that day. <laughs> so what happened? Where did she die? It wasn't in Dubai, I, was I it? Never looked, I never looked. Me. Oh my God, the world, the universe was calling out to you. It was so weird. Oh. I was more freaked out about that than I was the car crash. Okay, well, see the day I die, I look at something that I was good in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> Or even better yet, don't look at anything that I'm in, just in case that means I'm dead. Very sad the day you die. I know you will. It'd be awful. I know. Lots of people will. And the be. day of your funeral. Yeah. I go straight on Interfloor, I'd send a bouquet. Thanks. I mean, I wouldn't go. I know. It'd be very, that's two hours. I don't care what the hell they do with me no. after when I die. I don't. 
I don't. I actually, <laughs> Neve, do you know has, Neve has this. She has this vision that she's going to be um, like dumped in a forest and pecked by birds. Yeah, that'll <laughs> but do. What, what's, what'll happen is though, Neve, I'll make sure of this. I'll make sure of this. <laughs> you better not embalm me and Neve, stuff me in the garden. I'm not having that. Neve Kavanaugh will be interred. <laughs> like, in a glass you, coffin. You, what's your woman in Paris? Delida's grave. Oh! You know, there you go. It'll be me. Do that grave. to me. I would. I Why? would. There'll be a CD player in your eyes, just playing on a loop. No, do not do that. And then on your birthday, we play it's for you. <laughs> just on my birthday. <laughs> just on your birthday. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that's what we do. Oh no, there'll be a shrine. The gays will come from miles around. No, they around. won't. They don't come they w- from miles around now. <laughs> for God's sake, they're not going to come then. Are you joking? No, no, we will. We put the put the jacket in the glass case. Oh well, you can have the jacket. Yeah. Do you want the jacket? I was going to give it to a Eurovision fan, but I think maybe you'd like it. Uh, Neve, that'd be ideal. I have the full outfit. You could try it on. Yeah, send you send that to me now. What now? Well, no, but when when like <laughs> when just I die, leave in, you know, I'll leave it in leave a box. Instructions and with a letter. Yeah. I'll, oh, do you know I'll do an, oh a certificate of authenticity. Oh yeah, and then <sighs> and you know what else I could do? I could do a little video, and say, Grod, I'm giving you this. And this is how I want. And I'll give you, oh, and I could put in, you know, things that you have to do to earn it. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Right? 20 grand that'll get me on eBay. I'm going to do it the same week you died. 20 grand. De- some devastated gay now in Lafayette. <laughs> no, it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> some devastated no. gay in Lafayette. Okay, that's a changing mortgage. my will even as we speak. <laughs> Surely it'll be in a museum somewhere. As long as it's not in a waxwork. Oh, I couldn't cope with that. Well, it depends on where the waxwork is. I know. I mean, do you remember the waxwork in Dublin? (laughs) It was waxworks combined with guess who? Like, there was... (laughs) Some of them didn't even have signs. Like... Where's the fun in that? What am I looking at? Like, this looks like the window with Jack Jones. Like... (laughs) We did a little shout out on social media as per usual. I know. As I know. per usual. And we got lots of responses from we got a lot of responses from people who have also had near death experiences yeah. and every single one of them wants to tell us about it. Now we probably won't get to do all of these, but what we'll do is we'll do them in a bonus episode. Oh yeah, we'll rack them through, but I mean yeah. it's pretty full on. So, hi guys, was in Benidorm at a fancy dress festival, was dressed as a bumblebee, was loving my costume, wings and all. After a few hours, my feet were killing me, so I decided to go back to the hotel and change into flat shoes. My friend came with me and we got into the lift at the hotel. Obviously, with a few drinks on board, we never noticed that the door closed on my wings and as the lift (laughs) went up the floors, all we could hear was this weird (laughs) scraping sound. And the elastic on the wings was nearly strangling me. I was screaming at her to help me, but she was nearly on the floor laughing. Eventually, when the lift stopped and the doors opened, my wings were now tiny and battered. When we went back to the pub, everyone was asking what happened to me. And I told them I had a near death experience. Not no one took me seriously, but I'm traumatized from my experience. And I'm careful or sorry, extra careful any time in a lift now. Hoping I might get some sympathy from you too. Oh my God, Shaz, that's awful. Shaz, the bee with the broken wings. That is always my worst nightmare. It, not not my worst nightmare, but that's always the thing that it, it's it's lifts and escalators. You know mm-hmm. the thing, like I always think of it, like I remember seeing um, a mother with a, a kid in uh, the Dublin airport and his, he got his uh, shoelace stuck in the travelator. Oh God. And the thing was winding. <gasps> The shoe into it, and she and she was like, couldn't reach the um, whip the shoe off. She couldn't reach the button to the emergency stop. Whip the shoe off, for God's sake, get the shoe off. 
Yeah, she was in a panic. I mean, yeah. I could have hit the emergency stop, but I was flight to catch. So. <laughs> Shaz, I no, give I you did. sympathy. I the emergency stop, I did. <laughs> Hi, Gerald and Eve. Okay, my experience may not technically be near death one, but it sure felt like it. <laughs> so that, we'll move on. And that's all it takes. <laughs> that it felt, come on, tell it. Yeah. I had my first experience of sleep paralysis in my teens. <gasps> that is horrific. I was in my little box room, woke up in the middle of the night, eyes open, unable to move a muscle. I've had that a couple of times and it's... Really? Oh my God, it's Was there horrific. alcohol involved? No, like it was, just, it was just literally like, oh God, it was awful. Uh, this is what your body does to prevent you from acting out your dreams. But in cases like mine, things are out of sync. So while my brain was totally awake, I could hear my dad snoring in the next room. I had no control over my body, could not move a muscle, not even a millimeter. Talk about panic. Oh my then God. I find myself floating above my own bed, looking down at my own body. Now, I've never had that. Oh my God. That is the only time that happened during sleep paralysis episodes, which have happened sporadically ever since, though far less frequently now, some 30 years later. I learned eventually not to fight against falling back asleep because although it feels like you're going to die if you succumb to it, what actually happens is that your brain and body realign and you then wake up with everything functioning as normal. Oh my God. I have never thought about that. Oh my God. Because anytime I've ever had it, you're always trying to wake up. Uh, just on one other occasion, about 12 years ago, I had a sleep paralysis episode and lay there unable to move but saw a lady with long red hair in a long green dress sitting at the end of the bed Neve. No it wasn't me it wasn't me I, I, She didn't feel Did afraid of her Did she in your eyes? No, I didn't feel afraid of her And it felt like there was she was there to offer comfort Yeah it could have been me it could have been me yeah, I mean I would yeah. do that I'd be good at that I know but like a, a ghostly apparition Neve. I know. It's never comforting. Like a little note. A note from the other world. That'd be lovely. Okay. But like a visitor. You know me. You know me and the unexpected visitors. I don't like it. I I don't even like when someone phones me without texting first. God love him. But I've woken my partner several times over the years while having these episodes as I try desperately to speak. To get him. To get him to help me. But I can't control my voice. So it sounds like some sort of banshee wailing. Frightens the life out of him as you can imagine. Yvonne, that's awful. Yvonne, I really feel for you because actually that is the scariest thing, feeling totally paralysed. It's like that locked in thing. <gasps> Some of the ones that we got, do you know what annoys me? Right. right? Now I'm going to say this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about my own method of collecting these, right? Yes, yes. Is when people put the tiniest amount of detail about something absolutely explosive into yeah. the little box on Instagram. I know. And then th- just leave it at that. I know, I know. So are we locked? Are we talking about Jane Morrissey? Because the first yes. time I said that, I, I've written beside it, needs unpacking this. Yeah. <laughs> Fell off an aeroplane. Okay. So no, Jane. No more details. Jane, we want that full story. Yeah. Come on, put it together. Agnerants at gmail.com. Like, how do you fall off an aeroplane? Anyway, Anne-Marie <laughs> Max says. Jeep went off a slipway into the water. Electrics immediately went into in our vehicle, but window opened slightly. So crawled out, swam to shore and turned around. Jeep had disappeared under the sea. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God. I know, Anne Marie. I don't know if there was more to that, but you know, they're the two that he put in. And oh my, oh my oh God. Oh my God. Wow, that's pretty Well, do you cool. know what? That's a lesson to get. I bought one of those. I bought, you know, the little hammer. Oh, for it to break the and window? The seatbelt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bought one of them. Yeah, that's for, a good thing. For me and my partner. Right. Yeah. Just and when, and for when, you. When that's things a, are good. That's a sign that gets to keep it. When things are bad, I take it out of the glove compartment. That'd be a moment. Take it. We take only it have one. And I go, and Sophie's choice. Let's there. go for a. <laughs> let's go for a nice drive along the cliffs. <laughs> 
it's a real indicator of your relationship whether there's two there or what. Exactly. But it's good to be clear. Keefe Kins, Keefe Kins <laughs> says, does a near killing your siblings at four years old count? Yes, Keefe, uh, but you need to actually give us the whole conversation. No further <laughs> Once again, um, needs unpacking. Uh, a shop says, knocked out myself running at my partner to do the dirty dancing lift. <laughs> He let me fall and hit my head. Do you know what? You absolutely deserve that. <laughs> I think that the dirty dancing lift lift is something that you discuss. I know. One of my friends, I was talking to one of my friends about this and she was saying every time she's in the water with her husband, <laughs> he does allow a dirty dancing lift. <laughs> uh, Nevi Joe says, the time I gave birth and the obstetrician pulled my cervix inside out. That'll get you. I remember that actually because Neve is... Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> it, was that, it was that time I went in to deliver on babies. It didn't work out, Neve. Didn't work out, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't great at it. <laughs> Things would fall out, I'd just pack them back in. <laughs> Attention, Agni Rants listeners. I am on tour at the moment with my show, Glamour Hammer, and it was supposed to end in June, but it has now been extended to the end of the year. We've added a third Vicar Street date for September, and we have also shows coming up in Westport Town Hall on the 10th of March. The Marketplace in Armagh on the 18th of March and the Museum of Comedy in London on the 16th of March. In April, I'll be in Glore in Ennist on the 6th of April and we've just added the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda on the 21st of April. I did the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda with Joanne back when it was we'd do two shows a day at the tail end of the pandemic and oh my God, they were the best fun. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. That's the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda on the 21st of April. If you want to get tickets, go to or you can check with the venue website or if you're on your phone, there are handy links in my Instagram bio. And if you're coming to the show, let me know. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Agony Rants has been weekly for over a year. So if you've enjoyed the show since then, maybe you could help keep us going by subscribing to Headstuff Plus. Headstuff Plus is a support platform like Patreon, and you can make a donation to us each month to show your appreciation. As well as feeling good about your donation, you will also get access to Agony Rants bonus content like videos of us recording the shows or bits that we cut out of the shows because we don't have time for them or full bonus episodes when you sign in to headstuffpodcasts.com. This week we have a full bonus episode with our guest Erica Cody which was loads of fun. So if you want to check that out, headstuffpodcast.com and just sign up to Headstuff Plus. Also, this week I'm going to tell you about a new show. It's new to the Headstuff Podcast Network and it's called Something Strange and it is a bi-monthly podcast about UFOs, ghosts, monsters, sinister encounters, creepy mysteries and unsolved murders with everything that runs in between. It's hosted by Dennis Murphy and I've just finished the first episode and I'm absolutely hooked. Here's a clip. Are you interested in the world of the strange? Do you find yourself becoming obsessed with true crime and unsolved mysteries? Do you look to the night sky hoping to see something that you can't explain? I'm Dennis Murphy, host of Something Strange, a bi-monthly podcast about tales of the weird and the unexplained. Get Something Strange wherever you get your podcasts with additional bonus content for subscribers on headstuffpodcasts.com. Something Strange, out now on the Headstuff Podcast Network.
we do have a problem. We have a problem. You know I do. Uh, Dear Neven Garode, thank you so much for your podcast. Aww. Every Monday morning, the first thing I do is hit play on the pod and a number of times my boyfriend has asked if he her- had heard me laughing in the shower. <laughs> I have found myself saying no, partly out of embarrassment and partly because I don't want to share you with anyone else. Oh, I feel very special. That got weird really no, quick. No, no, I feel very special. You... <laughs> you went to a funny place I think it's very special he doesn't want to share us and that he he wants us in the shower we, <laughs> we're in the shower we with want him. to sell this podcast to Spotify for 20 million quid that's the plan <laughs> yeah and, and if people don't tell other people about well, it we're not going to be able to do that I know I know I know I know. anyway Joshua you need to correct that <laughs> I had first heard you Garode on Ask Rana the Glaswegian oil rig and the bisexual friend excuse me <laughs> That was, if you listen to Ask Rana, that was a whole astonishingly fabulous. series of letters that they were getting that were I know unbelievable. Uh, anyway, I love the podcast and I adore Neve. <gasps> we don't go in for Eurovision so much in America, but when I heard her song, she knocked my socks off. Oh, bless. Wow. Ah, oh, that's thank lovely. you. I also love her album and yes, we need more from her. See, Neve? I know, I've I told know. You this. I know. Get back in that studio. I particularly like Let's Make Trouble. Sassy. Oh, Rodney Crowell wrote that in American. Yeah, it's lovely. Well done. I, I wouldn't have said sassy, Neve. I would have said that's a bit more rocky. Yeah, well, sassy too. Sassy. Sassy. More let's make trouble, Neve. Okay. We're going to have this conversation. Every so often, what happens is after we do a podcast <laughs> record, me and Neve go for lunch and I give out to her. <laughs> like, you get back in that studio. <laughs> yeah. Enough is enough now. I'm going to have to start a GoFundMe page. We need more page. of that. Neve. I'll get a GoFundMe exa- page. That's exactly it. That's exactly. <laughs> have them pay for it before you've made it. Oh, well, I would gladly do that. <laughs> that's what we do. Anyway. Anyway, now to my problem. I have been with my partner for the past six years and we are very happy. We have recently bought ourselves a house and started decorating. Mm-hmm. Before that, we lived in my apartment, which he was very respectful of. He accepted it was mine and didn't interfere too much. I decided how it would be decorated and he pitched in to help. That sounds ideal. Yeah, I made all would. of the decisions perfect mm-hmm. and not to blow my own trumpet it looked pretty great <laughs> Keep going. A big fall coming <laughs> space was at a premium so we were careful about how much stuff we had within a week of moving into our home his mother arrived with a number of trailers of his belongings <laughs> he has an awful lot of stuff I would go so far as to say that this man has everything he has ever owned. (laughs) I do not know how this could have escaped me. (laughs) Also, he has started to pick out stuff for our new place that is nothing short of alarming. I don't know what to do and I am blindsided. (laughs) I don't know where to start. The boxes of appalling purchases... (laughs) that he has in the den or the lifelong mental health emergency that his mother delivered to our garage. (laughs) I would appreciate your help sooner rather than later. (laughs) If this cannot be solved, could you help get me set up in Ireland as I may have to flee? (laughs) Many thanks for your great show, Joshua. This... Do you know, do you know, and I have to say, I have to say, right, Joshua, you are Garode <laughs> and I'm definitely the boyfriend because <laughs> Garode is you. Garode, 
moved his boyfriend partner into his apartment. <laughs> and on our darkest days, he will say to me, I basically rent half a bed and two drawers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. He's not he's wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> this is the single worst problem I've ever heard. Is that- <laughs> <It> re- <laughs> like this man, like Joshua, you've been catfished. For six years by a hoarder is what has happened. It's tragic, but it's true. (laughs) I have to say, I am fascinated by people's stuff. stuff. Oh, I know. I'm always fascinated. You know when you go to somebody's house for the first time, I'm like, oh my God, like what do they have? And whenever you meet somebody, like I remember I had a friend, right? I didn't, it wasn't a friend, like. (laughs) Just the one? Yeah, but they were just like, you know, a colleague, let's say. Okay. Who I thought was somebody that was very together. Yes, but very, don't go to their um, home. Don't go to their home. Don't do yeah, it. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know them that well. I guess very prim, proper, <laughs> and also very judgmental. A very judgmental person. Oh, and then one day I had to call. I had to drop something to, to him. I think. And anyway, invited me in to the apartment that he shared with his partner, and I couldn't work out who, what the dynamic was, who yeah. who was responsible for all the stuff. But that place was like <laughs> something I've never I seen. Know, I know, I know. In my, but it was all like weird, like, you know, <laughs> like massive statues of leopards. Like, I mean, it was <laughs> never seen anything like it in my life. It was like okay. an old school Chinese restaurant. I've just sold all of, their, all of the interiors. And also one of those, you know, those old man pubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's quite <laughs> and a combination. It was all just in one in one apartment. <laughs> all just I there. It's not like my life. I know, but listen, honestly, I totally get where Josh was coming from. I do, yeah. I still remember because when I met my husband, he was so desperate, desperate to have me move up. He said he would have <laughs> let me do anything. Like he said, "Come decorate my house." The, the, the day that I went down to collect all the stuff that was in the garage <laughs> he was horrified he wouldn't let me put half of it in the gar- in the in the trailer when you don't live in your own space what happens yeah. is you don't clear out you just put things in boxes and, and they don't exist in your space because you've only got a small space so they don't exist so you just keep them so actually the chances are <laughs> the chances Poor are man. I know I know well to be honest he wouldn't let me bring my piggy wind chimes with me or anything you know so, fair, you, fair. Know. you have to respect that decision <laughs> but I'm going to say this to Joshua this is now your house with him. This is, yes. there has to be an hour in this conversation. So, I mean, we can sit here and feel sorry for you. And, you know, you, you've had you've had it your way a long time now. So compromise is the name of the game. Like the decoration and the fill in the house are two different problems. Yes, they are two right? different problems. Yeah. So I would say the the... So there's two pressing things because you're not going to really bring stuff into the house and let's decorate it. So, like, if, if he's got loads of stuff in the garage, yeah. like, you're not going to start unpacking his, you know, six-foot porcelain leopard <laughs> until you've, you know, until until he's put <laughs> the tiger print wallpaper yeah, up. I know, I know. <laughs> so, I would say, first address the decoration. And I, w- I would say the best way to do that is, this is what I'd do. Now, this could be wrong. What would you do, Garode? I would try and make this a plan between the two of us mm-hmm. right now. I mean... You haven't had to do this yet. I want no, to be I very clear. No, I haven't had to do this yet. It's my apartment. So, I, I, so what I do is I give the illusion that, that they control. have choice. Yeah. Okay. And I would say like, what ones do you like? And then if I don't like any of them, I was like, well, 
I did my best, but unfortunately I'm going with what I want. <laughs> but. So you operate under choose until you choose right. The, yeah, exactly. Okay. The illusion of control. Okay. It's like Dubai. I know. So I, what I, I surround is, myself with people like that. So I, what I would say is if you go through the brochures together and like ask him what he likes. Mm-hmm. So then you can kind of taper. Or, or more or less find the thing that you can live with. There, yeah, there has to be somewhere in the middle. Neve said it perfectly. There has to be somewhere in the middle. That's Find for sure. the thing that you can live with. Yeah. Around decoration. But I, and I would say that Instagram is a good place to do that because you can just look, you know, there's loads of, mm. you know, decoration yeah, design. Yeah, okay. I get that. Blogs. You know what you should do, right, Joshua? The, the simple truth is you probably don't feel like you have a lot of stuff, but you probably have more stuff than you think. Yes. Uh, because it's your stuff, it's okay. <laughs> but you know what the problem is as well? Now, here, here is the problem, right? Yeah. You probably both have loads of stuff, yeah. but you might find that if it was your apartment, a lot of the stuff that he's bringing in are the pots and pans. Yes. The, you know, yeah. the, so between you, you can, you can whittle that down. You can do that thing where they, you know, you put all the same stuff in the same space and then you figure out what you need to bring, you know, if you've got yeah. duplicates or from the practical point of view, that's really quick. It's the personal and sentimental things. And actually, you need to be very careful here, Joshua, that you don't scar this lovely, lovely man and and not, you know, give him <sighs> See, some space in your life. This is the problem with Neve's advice. <laughs> what? She's too heartfelt. I know. Listen, what to do is get a shed, put all the stuff you don't like. <laughs> when he's away one weekend, burn it down. No, no, no. Somebody no. burn down the shed. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, what you could do is what I did. <laughs> I created a den for my kids outside for all the bits I didn't want. So is there is there a garage you could you could you know make his space outside? <laughs> you could just make him live out like, there. That's not a bad and idea. Visit. Like if the stuff visit. is ugly, or you know what the the other thing they could do is they could decide <laughs> like decide you're going to rent a storage unit. Oh right? yeah, and don't bring anything into the house until you're ready for it. Yeah. I would love that. Oh my god, there's a show on the BBC here called Sort Your Life Out where they take everything out. Oh, and put it in the warehouse. Did you see that? They entered yeah. the entire house. Oh my God, I want someone to do that to me. Now, we're not necessarily too bad, but honestly, I nearly want them to take out, to show Paul, there are 500 iPhone chargers that we don't I need. Know. You know, I'd love it. I'd just love everything out and only bring back into your house. It would be an amazing opportunity. And actually, in a weird way, you have this opportunity right now, the two of you. Yes, you do. You know, so this I mean. This is a great time to be doing all of this. It is. I think what to do is decide you're getting a storage unit. Yeah. I think if he starts to, has to pay for storing that stuff, his attitude to it could change. Because you might be lucky and the problem might be that he was just too lazy to clear it out. Yeah. Because if he's got emotional attachment to the Lego he had when he was four, like. that That's a whole other I podcast. Think, I think divorce. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to find out how this plays out. You made the point that Joshua's been spoiled. Yeah, he has a little bit. I think what needs to happen is uh, he needs to be, he has to tread this one carefully. Yeah, he does. Because he, he's, your baseline has been reset here. Yeah. Because you had all of the control and now you don't. Mm. So just tread carefully. The rule of thumb I work with is if he feels strongly about something I figure out whether I feel strongly about it. And if I don't feel strongly about it, I let it go. But if something really comes up against me that I can't cope with, then that has to be sorted. Yeah. But I have to accept it if he feels the same. Do you know what the other thing is as well? Oh, what's the other thing? And it's it's further on to the, what you just said. The other thing is, you can look at all of his stuff, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you if, if he's got 20 tea chests <laughs> in the 
There garage. is there's an issue. There's an issue. You could say to him, okay, well, listen, 20 tea chests is unreasonable. Yeah. And before you even look at the stuff, say, what, it, decide what's reasonable. Yeah, get, be realistic. Yeah. 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 And, if, and, it, and maybe it's five tea chests. So he knows that when you start to go through it together, he has to get rid of 15 tea chests. Another good question to ask is, before you go into a tea chest is, do I know what's in this? Yeah. Because actually, unless it's something very specific and sentimental, the chances are it's not that important. That's very good. Do you know what I did the last time I cleared out clothes? You've just reminded me now. Oh, what did you do? The last time I cleared out clothes, right, Mm. there was a couple of shirts Mm. that I really liked, but that I felt it was time to go. Yeah. But I I, I I didn't want to throw them out. Right. So the, I had the stuff I was going to the charity shop and I left that stuff to the charity shop and then the stuff that I felt, oh, you know, I I don't want to get rid of that but I know it's time to go. So what I did was I threw them in a drawer in my office and I completely forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Like, and this was, this was maybe two years ago and I was just cleaning out the office there last week. Just saw them in the drawer and went, well, I haven't looked for these in two years so I just threw them out. Well, and yeah, it was way easier to throw them out. It was I like a two-step I use a slightly process. different approach I put them in bags and up in the attic and then if I go up into the attic six months to a year later well a year maybe because <laughs> I don't go up that often <laughs> if you go in <laughs> Christmas trees <laughs> but if you go in and you just lift the bag and if you can't say what's in that bag then you need, to, you need to get rid of it because the chances are you've put something now I, in saying that in order to do that you need to get to a point where you have the special stuff in a separate box but the, to be honest if the house burnt down tomorrow you would have nothing yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah. excessive but the point is you know, you have to make oh, no, those no. decisions. That's a great point that you said there. If okay. the house burned down tomorrow, Joshua, what would you miss? You wouldn't have any of that stuff. I know. I Doesn't know. have to be a house. <laughs> Could be a shed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Leave it there. Once again, it is up We've to agreed. me. It's up to me to put the disclaimer I mean, in. <laughs> it's rare when it happens, but Neve and Garode are on the same page. We, we say the we said the exact same thing. Yeah, Neve said slightly if different. The house burned down. No, I didn't. Say, I'm not inciting arson. Neve, please, please. We we all got the meaning. Okay, okay. I refuse to be responsible. Neve Cabin, a Eurovision winner, incited arson somewhere in America. Joshua, we want the photos, we want the story, we want the follow up. We love it. Absolutely. Do you think we helped? Neve, of course. I want to help. 67 episodes, but finally we're on the same page. <laughs> Fantastic. What a day. Let's have a drink. Oh, mm. uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you. Oh, I know. Agonyrants at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Uh, we have bonus episodes. We do. There was a bonus episode recently. Have a listen. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the fabulous Erica Cody. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. She was. Oh, she's so fun. So, so fun. So young and talented. I love it. <laughs> the bitterness. <laughs> No, I can be a, I can be crabby. I can be crabby. You're the youngest Eurovision winner. Uh, 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 Irish one. No. No? No. Who's younger? (laughs) Agonymance at gmail.com. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. 
Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.